Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sorry, folks, about being a little bit late. I'm looking for the memo. Like, there might be this memo out on Wall Street or something that we're going to have a soft CPI number. I know a lot of you think it's because something that the the uh, Bank of England did gave the market a little pop. But truth of the matter, they faded that sell-off close. They've been buying all morning. Here we are, up 36 handles going into the number. Good earnings. What's going on? The problem is, this kind of reminds me of the last report. We are rallying hard into the CPI report. We know what happened. Let's talk about it with Triple D and Mitch. Let's roll. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis did. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, folks, numbers speak for themselves. We're up 38 handles, 36, 26 and a half. Knocking on the door of yesterday's high. Support is support until it's taken out, just under 3,600. Uh, the buck is down, helping things out, down 53 cents, 112.70. Uh, TLT, trying to get off the bottom, up 47 cents, 100.82. Crude, hanging out in the 87 handle, up 44 cents, 87.71. Uh, gold, finding support, up 670, 1684.30. Silver, holding 19, up 25 cents, 1919. Bitcoin, not participating in the rally, down 400 at 18,690. And Ethereum futures, they're down 56 bucks at 1238. Let's bring in Triple D and uh, Mitch and uh, Triple D. Do you have, like, you know, on the floor? We did some floor talk yesterday, but like, when they really didn't know where the market was going and they couldn't get the prints, they would just put fast, 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 and then they would show a print. Fast are you market. in? A, are you in a fast market? Yeah, very fast. It is chopping around. We are bouncing <laughs> around. We are up and down, but we are mostly up. Kind of makes sense. Would you want to be shortened to this report, Mr. Alconan? No, I don't. I, I've been trying to hang on to this this uh, non recession theory for about a year and. Things aren't that bad, and uh, it hasn't it hasn't come to fruition now. But we got some earnings. I mean, you know, the earnings really what dictates the markets. But uh, you know, besides being long in the long term portfolio, you know, just like everybody else, cash, you know, some cash aside too. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, if we start to go north, there's not much resistance up here. We know where support is, right? We know yeah. what needs to hold. But on the upside, I mean, things could get could get real silly. The upside is we just it's just evidenced here a little bit uh 
a little bit ago, right? Well, there's a lot to think about here. But again, I'm just going to bring it back. I would not want to be short in this report. So it's not surprising that we see strength in these reports. Same thing last time. Because if you're short, you're like, nah, I don't have the guts to take it through. I'll take the profits. I mean, we're sitting at the lows. You know, we're sitting, we were sitting at the lows on the SPY. So you're getting the whole thing. So would you want to risk those profits going into this? So it's not surprising that we see strength ahead of it. Now, again, there's some stuff happening in Europe or in England with the pound being up. That's all helping markets too. But it's not surprising that you see strength ahead of this report. Again, at 830, it's coin flip territory. I mean, I'm going to just lay out the scenarios again. The market wants to see a seven handle. The market sees a seven handle. Katie bar the door to the upside because they're going to rip them. The market sees 0.1 better. It might not be enough wishy-washy. Anything even or hot. I think the market gets hammered again. So those are the scenarios that I'm laying out. That's how I'm going to approach it. This number is all that matters. Nobody knows what it's going to be. You can speculate. The market may be speculating that, hey, we may see a seven handle. That's all that matters. Yeah, the question is, no one wanted to be short, but did anyone want to be long? That's the hard Apparently part. so. <laughs> Apparently a few people want to be long. <laughs> I don't have the guts, so I'm going in market neutral. I'm still leaning, and I was wrong last time. I'm kind of leaning in my thought process that maybe we could rip Roar Rally out of here, but you know, I was wrong with that with the jobs. Could be wrong here again on that. So I'm not trading that. I'm trading market neutral, staying as neutral as I can right now, and going to use the information at 830 to now get positioned for the next few weeks. That's the way I'm pushing it. It's going to be a tough report. I did throw up a poll in the chat. So you guys go ahead and give your opinion over under the 8.1. Of course, that's the estimate that we have. Prior, it was 8.3. And of course, Dennis mentioning there, will we get to the seven handle? Definitely something to look out for. What do you feel about uh, sevens or what, what will actually shake up this market, Joel? Is there, is I there think a number any, you think? I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go with their consensus here, you know, seven, okay. seven, eight, seven, nine, something like that. But um, just just one thing I did before we move on to the earnings real quick, because we got Rally at 8.15. I did see an interesting tweet yesterday, uh, Dennis, and it's from a guy that you follow. Yeah. And it, it, it was a longer term uh, uh, tweet and it, it showed, you know, market bottoms and it showed the vo- some crazy volume. At, at, at the bottom. So, you know, that's, you know, people piling in on the long side, you know, the value has been pretty steady. Uh, maybe today it will be, you know, the big volume day, you know, on the upside, that would obviously be, uh, be the key here. But um, I, I think uh, you're right, man. I think that seven, nine, seven, eight, seven, five, it would go crazy. Seven, five, it, crazy. Yeah. Seven, nine goes crazy. I think okay. they want to see it light. So, again, we can use whatever technical indicator we want going into this. Volume, charts, price, CPI numbers, all that matters, folks. It's going to be in line. All that matters. And that equals, and that probably, that equals equals a lot of chop because people won't know how to interpret it. Well, it wasn't hot, but we are sitting at the lows that all priced in. It's not bad in line. (laughs) Anyways, they want to see your T-shirt. I wore this for good luck today. I need the good luck. I wear it about once a month. This is uh, my Joel O'Connor t-shirt. When I need luck, I wear this t-shirt. I need a lot of luck today. And I need a lot of quickness. 
The only other person I know that wears that shirt is Lisa. I don't think there are any. Does she have it too? Yeah, she does. Spencer Spencer sent her sent out a bunch of them. <laughs> it's an awesome t-shirt. They sent me the, a large. How you know with these guns? How am I going to fit into a large? Yeah, oh, you better exactly. not put that in Joel the dryer. Excel, man. Look at all right. Let's Joel. do some earnings, Mitch, because we got sure. Rodney. Let's do some earnings. All right, let's go towards the earnings stocks. First one we'll talk about, of course. Uh, let's do the biggest one: Taiwan Semiconductor. Here, uh, EPS at one dollars and seventy nine cents, beating the estimate of a dollar forty one. Sales at twenty point two three billion, beating the nineteen point nine one billion. They see Q four revenue at nineteen point nine billion to a high end of twenty point seven billion versus the nineteen point seven six billion estimate. Uh, they also clocked thirty six percent revenue growth in Q three, led by five nanometer tech and slash CapEx by 10%. Oh, Joel. Um, this is a hard one. <laughs> Tough chart. I, don't I mean, the stock's been killed. I don't want a Everybody's, single piece of this There's stock. an invasion worry here, too. Don't yeah. kid yourself. It's getting hurt more than some of the other chips, even although all the chips have been beat. But there's an invasion worry here. That you know, what happens, if, what happens if China invades Taiwan? You know, what happens to Taiwan Semiconductor? So, I mean, it's not surprising. This is something I absolutely did not want to own at 85 or 80 or 75. At a certain point in time, is it all priced in? Not an invasion, I'll tell you that. Um, if we don't, you know, the chips are really massacred. I mean, you can look at all of them. They, yeah. There is some value in the chips here now. So you get a relief pop. But again, we're going to say on all of these earnings, the only thing that matters is 830. I mean, it's the only thing that matters. We're going to go through six or seven of these earnings reports fairly quickly. They're they're all up. That's the good news. We can just like probably group them all together. All of the stocks, the major companies that reported here this morning, we can just go through them. PGR is up. It shows red, but it's a bit up. TSM, up. We just did that one. Fastenal, nuts and bolts of the market, up a buck. Delta, earnings weren't great, but they said some good stuff. They said that they're going to hit that $7 target, so it's up. Walgreens Boots, it's up. WBA. BlackRock, it's up five bucks. Uh, Domino's Pizza is up 8%. It's killing it. Everybody's eating pizza here now. INFY, another one um, overseas, it's up too. So every single stock that we reported this morning is up. But does that continue after 8.30? That is to be determined. Uh, the TSM, a lot's priced in, right? Because it's uh, it's traded, I'd say... Take out the pre-market high. You got a gap to fill up to uh, up to sixty-seven oh one. Currently trading at uh, sixty-five eighty-eight. The Delta one is interesting, and I'm just going to stick with the number I gave uh, earlier in the week to really be confident that you know this is going. You just got to put the thirty-one in the rearview mirror. Uh, you knocked on the door a couple times of thirty-one the other day when uh, American Airlines gave some good news. You popped there. Uh, this morning, but that's just still a major stumbling block. Bears are still in control as long as it stays under 31. Fasten all the nuts and bolts of the economy. Uh, wow, four days trade the range.com. That's breaking out. Let's see what this really nothing up till you get to 48. So I don't know if you guys, oh, Domino's, Domino's Pizza delivers good earnings. Wow, street leaning the wrong way into the report. Not much here. Uh, if you want a, a juicy target, uh, 335, 336 for Domino's, that's only seven, eight bucks away. 
Wow, but it's a big move for Domino's. We could probably go to just that one up ten percent. Bag wow. holders up all over the place up there. Again, CPI is good. I'm not selling anything, so it's all going to depend on what that number is. I mean, nothing depends more, and, and you know, you're just looking at charts and you're figuring stuff out here. Yeah. Lay off the charts for 17 minutes. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what this number shows. It's the only thing that matters. Let's see it. Well, Show I shouldn't have got the headlines because we don't need them, says Dennis. Throw yeah. them out. Why don't we Show just... me the number. Why don't we Show just like? Number. Why don't we just tune out and just sit here? And... The one, the one That's stock doing, we didn't talk about, which is interesting. So probably the most interesting stock was the stock not due to report applied materials warned last night, and the market AMAT got hammered on it. But then they're like, "Nah, we've already hammered it. We kind of already knew it wasn't going to be good. We've heard from AMD. We knew there was nothing good happening." So you get a reaction that's like, well, it's down, but it's not down much. Now, again, the market is up this morning, but it wasn't down last night either with the market, you know, not trading up nearly as much as it is now. So this goes to the theory that, hey, silver lining market, you know, maybe some of these earnings warnings that come in the future, which are going to be coming, may not get hit as much as, you know, we might think. So I don't know. Thoughts on applied materials not being down very much on an earnings warning. Uh, well, they, they slammed it hard. Algo's, you know, got little kids. Well, yeah, they right? are. They yeah, are, you know the Algo's. They just had, you know, yeah, they're all really nervous work. looking for their oh, memo yeah, on the CPI number. They took it down to 73.52. Uh, we made a new low for the move just uh, two days ago at 74.97. So if the bulls are out there in a mat, they're going to support this thing at 75. They're going to make it support, and it's going to rally up. I feel if it turns off or there, you get a bad number. Maybe you'll see that pre-market low. Not much there on uh, the monthlies to give you any comfort. So battle at 75 for AMAT. 41,000 shares have traded. So there's been some uh, some price discovery going on. But let's uh, let's bring on Raggy so we can talk about the CPI number with Raggy Horner. Raggy, how you doing today? We're all we're all just you know pins and needles, not... butterflies in the stomach. We've got it all here happening, Raggy. Nervous Nellies covering this morning, it looks like. Thoughts here, Raggy. We're 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 up into the number. What do you think? Hot or not? Where's the tequila? I think that's gonna help us deal with this. Okay, maybe as long as it's not inflation. I'll eat the worm. All right. <laughs> hot or not? At... Hot or hot. not? I, well, here's what's interesting. I think we think it's going to be hot. Um, 0.3. I think we we're looking at a 0.2. Previous was 0.1. So after yesterday's PPI, I think everyone's kind of ready for the quote-unquote worst, which I'll tell you what, equities are up. I know you all already talked about that. You take a look at the S&P. Where we sit right now, still, last time I was on, we were on, I was on CPI and we had that big sell-off. And I think we kind of all agreed, we'll sit and watch, we'll react after. And I've been doing the same thing since the last time I saw you guys. So great to be here. I've just been day trading. And, and to me, people say, oh, you're actively day trading. No, it's the wonderful, blissful apathy of, I don't care what happens tomorrow. I hardly care what happens after noon. So that short-term Amen. time frame, sitting as you guys are, you're cracking me up, right? The secret squiggles don't matter. The technicals don't matter. Price doesn't even matter really at the moment. Let's see the number we get. 
if it's running hotter than 0.3, we'll probably see a sell-off. We'll probably see those March target rate probabilities tick up towards 5% or even beyond. Stonks will hate that. If it's 0.3 or less, I'm thinking we might hold the current lows. And that's where I sit. I think that's a good synopsis. I think, um, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I've been saying it's pretty good trading, day trade this market, you know, but long-term investing has sucked in 2022, but trading's been pretty good. Trading's been pretty good. So I think we keep approaching it the same way, but I don't know, if we get a light number here, does that change your opinion? Does it, if you get a light number, is it like the green light to like buy stocks and we are going to rally 200 S&P points? What, do you, what are your thoughts? I think the most difficult thing right now is to parse between what a 10th better or worse than CPI or non-farm or PPI or GDP or GDP now even means. It's mind boggling how much movement we're seeing on even fractionally worse or better data. So I'm just going to the one place where my simple carbohydrate of a brain can handle uh, the input, right? It's rate of change for the target rate probability. What are we expecting this to do in terms of mapping forward to what the Fed's going to do? And the best way that I know to do that is I, I key up that CME Fed Watch tool. Amazing. I look at those columns and I see which ones are taller. I mean, that's how simple I'm making it. So if it looks like come the end of the year, we're looking at a higher target rate probability. And March 2023 is the, the other big month for me. Are we again inching towards 5% maybe five and a quarter. And then I know most stocks are going to be upset, but think about this and everyone listening. I'm not trying to be bullish. I'm not trying to be bearish. I just want to be opportunistic. And you mentioned such a perfect thing. It sucks (laughs) right now to be an investor. But when we look back historically, it's it's those years or quarters or months where if we can slowly start to rebuild or build a portfolio, I'm talking to you know, audiences of of all ages. I love that you all have folks who are just getting started and folks who are further along the line. If you're just getting started, I I know when I talk to 20, 30-year-old traders, they want to crash. We want to get into the market. You know, we want that great price. And that's one way to look at it. The other is if you already invested, think about what you would have liked to have bought six months ago, a year and a half ago. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to do, you know, keep that longer term. So I'm so glad you said that. The guys I hung out with were so tough. We used to fight over the worm at the bottom of uh, tequila. <laughs> Since uh, Dennis mentioned that, uh, you know what? I, I, the sentiment, you know, is so you know, like you, what's your sentiment out there? I mean, it seems like you know, with social media and everything, and you know, there's super bullish people out there, super bearish people out there. Everyone, you know, has an opinion. I mean, I think. I mean, we're the sentiment. I mean, people, I think, want, we all want a good number, right? But wanting some time is not good enough. Like how, how much emphasis, I mean, I know you look at your short-term indicators and stuff, but where are you? Where are you at in the, the whole sentiment issue? On the whole sentiment issue, not that I'm trying to be a contrarian, and I'm not trying to be Pollyanna either. I just kind of go back to a fact that I read that just stuck in my mind, which is we are 31% smarter when we're just in a better mood, when we're optimistic. And optimistic does not mean bullish to me. Optimistic means I just have eyes wide open, as you guys do every morning. Where is the opportunity? So I'm not going to get caught up in the, oh, we're going to crash and go to 2020. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know about you guys. I don't get paid for making a target. 
I get paid for making trades, as would I imagine all of your listeners. They say, Rog, okay, someone goes on CNBC and calls 3,200, 3,400, 3,000. Good for them. They get paid to make comments. And I'm not bashing anybody, but we, and this is what I love about what you all do, yes. you have to have an entry. We have to have a stop loss. We have to manage risk. And then we need a target. And I've just felt that throwing targets out there, that's one third of the trade. And I'm not doing anybody any favors. So that's what I love about what y'all are doing. What is the whole plan? And have a whole plan, we have to be opportunistic. And so I'm day trading during the day till about 1035, 1130 Eastern. And I'm on my weekly timeframes asking myself, hey, what sectors on the weekly are still above the 200 exponential? And there I'll start thinking about, you know, let's start putting a little bit, a little bit of money to work. And if it breaks the 200, I've got a pretty easy stop. And yes, I will put a stop at an investment. I'm taking it out for coffee. Eh? I'm not marrying it. And so I'm looking at it that way. And, and that's what keeps me opportunistic. I think you made a really good point about, you know, about the, uh, the numbers and the, you know, the, uh, you know, point one or point two or whatever. I mean, you know, the unemployment data, you know, I mean, it's, that it was bad news. They hit the market because unemployment's still strong. I mean, it, it's such a, uh, um, you know, a way of looking at things and, you know, and the market shifts is focused too. And I think, you know, going back, you know, over the years, you know, watching different, uh, you know, different unemployment number used to be the money supply a long time ago. I mean, how long do you think this fixation? I mean, is this like, is this CPI and PPI number? I mean, is this it? I mean, is this not going to change for this for a long time? Or what? what's your opinion on that? You know, I love that you mentioned money supply. So there's a really cool graph. And I'm trying to pull it up on my computer so I quote it right. But essentially, if you take a look at the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics own data and the Federal Reserve, and you pull up that M2 money supply that we can pull up. So you say from the St. Louis Fed, the Fred data, you know, it's, it's the, if we're following core CPI, we have to look at M2 growth mm -hmm. and M2 growth with about a 13, 12 or 13 month sort of head start. It does map to where, where inflation is heading. So when M2 starts to drop, CPI will within about 12, 13 months. Or, so it's very lagging, obviously, but that's the direction. So when I pull up M2, it's still not dropping. So I'm not super optimistic about a significant downtick on inflation until I see that M2. And, and that's something you can look back to about 2017 and see most, especially all of it ticking up in 2021, peaking in 2022. And what we're looking for is come 2023, that M2 to finally you know, make a real impact on the CPI. I, I can remember going back when uh, in the S uh, before the Globex trading and stuff, uh, you know, they, you know, everyone before the open, they'd say, you know, what's the call? Where are we looking? And you would just look up at the bonds, you know, and if, if, if the bonds are up like four or five ticks, you'd say, oh, a couple handles hired. If the bonds were down four or five ticks, you'd say, oh, a couple, a couple handles lower. But obviously, with uh with Globex trading and uh you know the high frequency trading it, it's all it's all changed. Uh what about I mean are you combing the ditches in any of this growth tech yet or just uh the valuation's still high too high for you? I'm not there yet. I'm really thinking much broader strokes. I want to see where say financials, XLF, 
consumer discretionary XLY. Uh, I'm actually starting to nibble in XLP. So nibble means weekly time frame, 200 uh -huh. exponential. I know a lot of folks have been pointing out the XLU saying, oh my gosh, you know, shouldn't XLU be strong in an environment like this? And they're, they're getting alarmed for the sell-off and the disconnect, but that one's a tricky one. I want to get into some XLU as well. For traders out there watching that and sort of thinking, oh my gosh, the markets are broken, XLU selling off in the midst of risk aversion. Remember that in, in living in Florida, when Hurricane Ian hit the West Coast and it just annihilated, you know, just that part of the country, that part of the state and right up through the center of the state, the number one weighted stock in XLU is NEE, and that is Florida Power and Light. So until that settles down, FPL, FPL, good old FPNL. And we have, you know, again, living in Florida, that's hurricanes are part of life. My husband and I joke, I've got my lights out before the power goes out trade. And that is short XLU and NEE and get long Generac. And that's anytime we have an imminent, you know, cone of doom pointed at us and, and not to be flipped. I've been through it. Um, and, and that's where I look at XLU. There's a slight disconnect, but I'm actually looking at XLU. There's a huge overreaction there because of what happened with with that. Awful isn't it hurricane. good though that, that it isn't just showing that you know that that this safety trade is coming off here? The people that were hiding in these utilities or these defensive stocks. I mean, could this be? Could this sell-off be in, interpreted as you know maybe shifting back a little bit more to risk on or or not? I I think that's a really good thought up until you see that it's not happening in XLP. So when XLP and XLU are together, I completely agree with you, friend. But if but when you take a look at what XLU was doing up until September 21, which is when it showed that this hurricane was going to hit Florida and hit it hard, and then you look at the 23rd when it hit, and you look at NEE, 16% of the XLU is NEE, and it just absolutely tumbled, dragging that ETF with it, I think that's your disconnect because otherwise XLP should be going with it in my mind. So I'm already in XLP. So I'm definitely talking my book. Uh, I'm Good. in from okay. about 67 and, and I would like to, once we get a nice stall pattern in XLU and NEE levels out, I'm going to go ahead and get into utilities as well. All right. Uh, that's Raggy Horner, managing director of futures trader at simpler trading, trying to make it simple for us. Raggy, we'll let you uh, crack those knuckles and fire up the keyboard. And uh, great to hear your soft voice and your great input on the market. We'll get you back on again soon. Uh, thank you so much. I see all the comments, everyone out there. Thank you so much for the great comments. You guys have such a great crew. I enjoy being here with you all. Thank you. All right, all right Monty, you're awful quiet during that one. I'm like, come yeah, on, yeah. I, I let you on. take. I let you guys take lead. You guys were asking some great questions. I was here taking notes. I did have to say I wanted to ask Raggy a little bit about that quick that quit book in the background. I saw the chat catch that one. There's like this book in what, her what's bookshelf. The book? There's it just says quit. I want to find quit. out a little yeah, bit yeah. about that one. Some it was like it, it, if you can't listen to my voice and you're looking over here at my bookshelf, well, quit <laughs> and take a look at my voice. I'm giving you the good stuff. But yeah, I think she, she's awesome really has a perspective and I love that trade that she gave like you know you've seen hurricane comes Generac but also shorting the utilities I thought of Generac I didn't think of shorting the utilities gotta say it's always great to get some insight like that whether you know the trade works every time oh that's not the important part here it's how the approach is there 
you know, going long one side, short another. I like it. Uh, I, the one guy we had on that had that fake background up at, in bookshelves, and he got me. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. But uh, So, Mitch, you know, preview the number here. I'm going to rearrange my charts to go yeah. to the one minute. And get all it, right. Let's get, get those all, numbers. We're all about nervous, to hit all it. Hyped up. Joe, don't I'm not go jumping crazy. the gun, folks. Don't go crazy today. <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun. I'm going to be really mellow. Doing <laughs> All right, let's start with first. Year over year, right? We're not talking core. We're talking just plain year over year. Is 8.1 prior 8.3. Of course, over, under. We'll see what happens. Let's react to the number. Now, <laughs> we're also going to get month over month number. The estimate on that is 0.2 prior was 0.1. What would be a bad number would be like a 0.4, right? Um, and then we can talk about core CPI. Of course, core takes out food and energy. And that month-over-month month estimate is at 0.5 prior 0.6. Year-over-year year on core CPI that isn't watched as much, but still a measure that's given, the estimate is at 6.5 and prior at 6.3. So if you... Note something Breaking there. News. Breaking news. Core CPI is actually said to go probably right. up. That's not a good thing, I think. But let's see what happens here. News starting to hit. Wow. Am I quote stuck here? We just went to 36, 44, 75. Ooh, I got a down action. I'm at 355. Oh, we're huge. Spot. Huge drop. Huge drop. Huge drop. We crushed it. Look at that. It's hot. I mean... The hopium in this market. I've never seen I such know. hopium. I know. Here All right. Go. CPI month over month is at 0. 0.6 versus 0. 0.5. If There you guys get that first number there. Everyone leaning the wrong way. All that pre-market action. Everything that happened last time happened again. Look at that. I mean. They popped it up. They popped it up. They popped it up. And they just slammed it unbelievable right uh cpi up 0.4 versus 0.3 yeah i have here core at 0.6 versus 0.5 then core is 6.6 versus 6.5 it is not looking good here i'm still haven't gotten the year over year number that's what i'm really looking for i've got the core ones anyone got the year over year number throw it up there in the chat all right. Uh, but not looking here. good there. Uh, and no. I mean, I mean, uh, I just think that, you know, every data point has told us that inflation isn't going down, yet we just want it to go down. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, the, the PPI was uh, 8.2 versus 8.1 estimates. So a 0.1 hot. That's not what we wanted to see. And also shows us if we're only going to go down, from 8.3 to 8.2, is the Fed having any effect on inflation? Remember the comment that I talked about Meister earlier in the week? She said, we are not having an effect on inflation. There's pretty much zero effect that we're having on it. I thought that was a little bit forward looking. I thought it was an important comment. Um, and the Fed just keeps telling you, they're going to they, keep they are. They, the they are. They are. They are. I mean, the, there's one thing, you know, they were with the, uh, you know, they stuck with the, the transitory, right, forever, and, and they've switched. And 
they really they really haven't given you anything uh you know anything to you know to say that they're switching that you know the fed pivot i mean they haven't said anything of, of that of that nature. Yep. Uh boy, I should have I should have got blue on um lined him up. I'll talk to Michael Murray because you know he talked about this for you know for the longest time that you know it, it takes a while and it's sticky. I mean, wages and everything going up, it just doesn't it just doesn't turn around on a dime. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, the chat had it wrong too. They had uh oh, they had over. So uh, not not bad. I think the chat got it right. I got to give you guys some props. I was about to be like, I was about to hit you guys. Forty eight percent of you guys got it right with the over oh, versus yeah, okay. under. Um, so forty eight percent of the chat got it right at least. They were thinking it was coming in hot, and that's just how it is right now. It's a battle to get inflation down. The truth is, comments like this were giving me that insight. The exact comment I want to quote it there. It was. There has been no progress on inflation. That that told that told me enough this week. If she's saying that, she knows yeah, they the were. data. The Fed heads were talking, man. I mean, <laughs> they. I mean, they every time, and that you know, the market uh, would get hit. You know, on it. Uh, yeah, it uh, looks like the people selling on the clothes. Uh, boom, boom. Yeah, let me get my charge uh, squared away. The people that were uh, bailing on the clothes yesterday, uh, they're looking a lot pe- uh, better than the people that were bidding it up uh, in the pre-market. We uh, we talked about that last time. I mean, this is almost the exact same scenario. I think we were up like seventy handles uh, yeah. uh, when uh, and then when we came in. So let me change this to the you know that that makes it. You know, that makes the pain all, you know, almost at worst. Now we are hundred and uh, over a hundred handles away from that high 3645. Now yeah. you just got to think about, right. The uh, old support. Uh, yeah. And be, now uh, I think uh, major you know, resistance. 350 is an area that I think, you know, we could find a little bit of hold. Um, that is a 50% retracement from the kind of the the bottom the really bottom of the pandemic towards the top i get about 50 percent on that um so we're getting close to i think when we're gonna hit some levels that even i think we'll start getting towards bottom of course jamie diamond coming in and saying 20 yeah, percent lower too. yeah 3200 yep. we're at you know 350 on the spy will we get down towards that 320 i don't think we yeah. can get down that low but who knows we might give up all the pandemic right now from before the pandemic if you look at let's say february 20th 2020 to where we are now we are only up 3.24 percent from before the pandemic just want to put that out there seems like we're going right back to that number that would put that would pull us back down closer to around 336 337 so we'll yeah. see what happens if we get towards those levels. I think we, um, I think I, I, I was looking at this over the weekend and I, I think I discussed it on Monday and you know, the, really the reason for concern was this is going back to November of 2020. And this was a big, you know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, you know, Pfizer, you know, with the vaccine, the market had, you know, had come off the low, but that November, of 2020, the market made a low at 3210, ended the month at 3590, and we all know what happened after that. 
you know, the problems with, you know, I mean, for me with the tech, you know, it's a problem is that where's the support here, you know? And to me, and this is the rolling front month contract. If you want to look at the, the S&P cash, I mean, it's still the same kind of story. The S&P cash with the low was at 32.79.74 with the rolling front month contract. It, it's different. So, mm. I mean, that's just a, you know, you can say, oh, 3,500 or 3,400 or 3,300 or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, a market's going to have to show that it can get some grip. Uh, all those earnings that came out today doesn't mean much now. Let's uh, let's go take a look at some of these earnings stocks and, I don't know how they hold. I guess people are still going to eat pizza uh, during, um, unless no one's just trading it. That still can't be up 22, 24. Uh, All right. I'm doing some research here into the report. You guys can do the research also. I'll give you guys the link. I always like to give you guys links to get into the data itself versus the media because I know like myself, I like to look at the actual data. When I look into the data, it looked a lot better in energy. I can tell you guys at least that. Um, if we take a look, energy index declined 2.1% in September after falling 5% in August. Gasoline uh, index fell 4.9% over month following a 10.6% decrease in August. Now, where we look at some increases is when we get into the shelter index. Shelter index continuing to increase, rising 0.7% in September. Uh, rent index rose 0.8% in September. So rents being sticky, uh, housing sticky and inflation right there. Um, so also you got the medi- uh, medical care index rising 0.8% in September after rising 0.7% in August. The index, of course, for physician services increased 0.5% over month, while the index for hospital services increased 0.1%. So it looks like we're getting some increase in medical care now. And there were services on the rise. Transportation services went from 0.5 to 1.9. So seeing inflation in services, uh, it's just, just not enough. Not enough towards the downside. Now, one thing that I can at least say is that utilities on piped gas services went down from 3.5 to 2.9, but still up, not going into the negatives. And that's what we need to kind of see. Okay, let's uh let's uh, go good good information there. Let's uh let's look. We're off the lows of the session, but really not that you know combing the ditches here. Thirty five ten and a quarter. Uh, that stands as your low. We'll see what that low is. Uh, you know, going into the pre market session. Uh, at the end of the pre market session, if the script plays out like it did last time. Uh, they did have it pumped up uh, uh, before the number. They hit it hard after the number. And then when the liquidity came in at 930, they kept on hitting it. So that was the scenario from la- uh, last time. Uh, Domino's is still holding on to some of those gains. Did they, did, uh, was there any other uh, news with that? Uh, with dominoes with the earnings i thought someone mm. threw something in there now I, I don't have anything special from dominoes okay. 2.79 missing 2.97 estimate sales at 1.7 beat 1.06 i think to me that's more of an inline earnings report even though they missed on their eps they beat on sales it's kind of like a miss and a beat doesn't look too bad um and i think domino's a little bit recession proof why because it's a cheaper pizza 
location, right? You're not probably ordering from the fancy New York style pizza place down the corner, but you might be ordering your $6 pizza from Domino's, right? Yeah, the, the dollar is getting hit too on this, uh, down 52 cents, but that market doesn't seem to care about that. Uh, your commodity, um, looking at your 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 TLT, uh, that's of course, that's trading uh, lower too. Uh, crude, uh, boy, oh boy, we'll have to go do some homework and uh, see where, oh. uh, they, yeah, where they were before, um, uh, you know, before the OPEC plus uh, cuts. Uh, this is not good for gold. Uh, higher rates, that's took out support. Silver now well into the 18 handle. And uh, boy, uh, the argument for Bitcoin as an inflation hedge, Bitcoin getting the beats here down 815 at 18, 18 wow, 18,280. And I don't know, should I, should I just get rid of this Ethereum? We, I give the levels on it every day and we don't really seem to talk about it much, but yeah, um, dollar I think is more of an important outlook too. Um, but yeah, that that number, the month over month, came in at that zero point four versus zero point two estimate. So looks like there you see an increase, right? Zero point four, not a negative number. That's what we need month over month. We need to start seeing some negative numbers here, not zero point four. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, banks, I mean, this is, this can't be, I mean, we gotta be, except for the earning stocks, help me find something that's, uh, that's trading up here. I can't, yeah. I mean, there's, no I, I think, I think the banks are, are in for it though, too. Cause I mean, well, they can report positive outlooks, but wouldn't the recession concern really start kicking in? I mean, they're going to continue raising rates. I don't know. Well, it's Damn, hard. And, uh, it's a hard yep, call well, on the banks. Yeah, I mean, I bet you uh, for uh, you know loan demand, that's uh, Bank of America. I guess what you guys got to be looking at now today is you know where were those lows for the move? Uh, because that's good. That's now going to be resistance, and uh, wow, long ways from thirty six hundred. And it was just the the price at and 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 folks, tell me if this happened on your. Um, uh, on your system or not, uh, we got the we got the quick spike up, and then we were like locked at uh, at fourteen at thirty six fourteen, and it was there for like much longer than you know. I don't know if that was just the quotes catching up, but I saw the thirty six fourteen, and then to me the next 
the next print was like 3570 or 3560. I don't know. It, if, right. I mean, my, my system holds up, uh, you know, really well under those kind of situations. But uh, I just wonder if anybody else, you know, saw that too. Just someone locked it down and then everyone waited. But it was like that usually it, it you know, it just, you know, you keep seeing uh, the trades. But uh, there we are, man. We are, we're Closing in on the lows of the session. That's 35, 10 and a quarter. Uh, the earnings stocks that we talked about, they were in the green. Delta's still holding up. I guess people are still going to fly during uh, rising rates that did back off off the high. Let me uh, let me bring in the 24-hour market. Uh, boom. That's L, not D-A-L. Uh, but that's backed off. That's still in the green. Uh, make sure... It holds, I mean, for these stocks too, uh, you know, it, it's great that they got these, uh, you know, the good earnings, but just, just be careful because the market forces today are, are going to uh, probably dominate the price action. Uh, the top of yesterday's range, if you look right now, we're almost there, 29.44. Uh, you don't want them, uh, you don't want that to go, uh, go red on the session. And what else here? Um, and then we mentioned Domino's. Domino's, they didn't announce a split. I thought someone put that in there, or maybe that's a different stock. But uh, Domino's holding up. What uh, what kind of earnings we got? Uh, we got uh, after the close. All right. Yeah, we can definitely take a look. Looks like the spy is about to. Oh, it's close to making a new low. It's at three forty nine forty one. We'll keep a watch on what happens there. I'm seeing some of our leadership. Tesla's already down three point five percent. Apple down about three percent. And it's not going to be a good looking day, but let's talk about the earnings that do come up. And that's going to be um, Friday before the bell. You got JPM, right? You got Wells Fargo, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, PNC, and one that's not a bank, right? You got UNH. Yeah, that now that one is, uh, well, there's Morgan Stanley making a, a new low on the move. Uh, someone's talking about Microsoft. I mean, they killed the generals. Was it a week ago or about two weeks ago? Yeah. And um, hmm, someone just made that comment here. Uh, I just want to see this comment. I, Iron Beam and sent an order to cover thirty five ninety and got a message. I've never delayed. I've never seen order delayed or order pending, and the order didn't cover for fifty. Yeah, there had to be some system lags on that too. That that's uh, <laughs> that's why you want to have direct routing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect was, example there was of no a moment. System lags. Yeah, no? I didn't see anything on my end. crappy systems. There was no. I traded smooth. Yeah, it just goes to show you probably how you're getting your data. Because if there yeah. was, I'm gonna be back there, in a few minutes. It's wow, disaster. Wow. Yeah, disaster. And I think this is the day that maybe the bulls truly get their decapitation instead of capitulation. Decapitation. Because uh, it seems like the bulls were leaning towards the upside. I don't know if it was just that maybe some bigger traders were, you know, kept shorting off of that 357. And then that's why it was getting a little bit of a bounce. And, you know, they were just kind of getting bounces and then they hammered it here. But it didn't make sense, that, pre- that pre-market action, getting that little yeah. spike. And then, of course, UK, you know, didn't help things by putting out a, a comment before we're going to get a major number that the UK government is considering a U-turn for tax cut plans. I mean, probably not the best timing there. But let's talk a little bit about UNH. What do you see on this chart? Uh, it just got whacked. It's uh, down six bucks um, off from uh, its all-time high considerably. Uh, 
I don't know if earnings really are going to matter in this one. Uh, I think 500 is uh, we're here. We'll see what the the former low was. Uh, 495.02. That was uh, your October, your current monthly low. So bulls got to get this uh, above uh, 495 for it to hold. And uh, right here, I mean, wow, this isn't this is not not too much below yesterday. Uh, five bucks below. Uh, yesterday's low at 98.21. So on any kind of bounce, we'll look at 98.21 as resistance. But just going back on, you know, to looking at your monthly candles here, I just don't like this. You know, look look at this area here. Uh, where is their support? Their support is at 449.70. And once you start getting into the, you know, you like to call them the wick, start to get into these monthly candles. I mean, I remember looking at uh, at Meta a long time ago, and I was thinking, "Wow, oh, well, where's the next monthly candle?" And you had to go back to 19, and you think, "Oh, it can't go down to 128.56." Well, it's five bucks below there right now as we speak at 123.01. Uh, what was the next monthly low in that? Uh, 123.02. There you go, going all the way back to. Uh, December of 18. So that's uh that's taking a look at uh gotta go to gotta go to your longer term charts here. And what I'm afraid you're gonna see is that gap that you saw in the S P uh from November 2020. Uh you're gonna see the uh the same thing, the same thing in your stocks. How's the Bitcoin hanging in there? Uh Bitcoin down uh it's what spike down to uh uh 17810. And uh, back up at uh, eighteen thousand two forty. Uh, you know, for those looking for that to be an inflation hedge, uh, that's not that's not working out. That's no, working that out that's well. that's beyond. I don't even think that you can even question it. That's like saying gold is an inflation hedge. Yeah, <laughs> that's like saying that. Like, I don't think there truly is an inflation hedge. That's Cash. the hard part. Yeah. Cash, but then even then, that's not a hedge because you're losing out, right? So. Uh, there used to be times where we used to think of things like inflation hedge. Is it truly a, an inflation hedge? No. No, when they, when <laughs> they sell, they're, uh, they're selling, they're selling it, uh, uh, everything. Is there, do we, do we have any, uh, fed heads speaking up yet or any, any um, comments? Let me, I'll see what we have today from fed heads. Now, one thing I want to do know is, uh, you're really close to the June lows on Tesla. I think that's an important level to keep watch today. Um, of course, uh, June lows of 207.67. You're at 208.55 today on Tesla. It could break that big, big yeah, time big support. And if it breaks that big time support, I'm wondering, do we ever get back to the first split? The first split price is near 145. I mean, first we got to get through the 180s and the 160s, but I'm, I, I always keep an eye on those splits to see if they're coming back for them. Come back to that level. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for you guys who are asking about uh, about Rocky's book, uh, she sent us a mis- uh, message, quit. She said, uh, Annie Duke uh, is the author and that it's a must read. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to check that one out, especially on a day like today. Uh, you, you turn that audio book on and you leave it on repeat. Quit. <laughs> quit while you're ahead, man. And I, I felt like this was one of those days where it's tough. As a person that can talk about the markets, doesn't have to be in the markets or doesn't do this for 100% living like Dennis does. Yeah, I could sit here and be like, yeah, I want to be bearish. But I can tell you, 
it is very hard. If I had to trade today or, you know, if I traded exactly for my living, I'll tell you one thing. Today, you guys would have seen me start it's a tough day. gray, it's man. A, it's, it's, it's tough day for, you easy. know, people's portfolios. And, and uh, you know, the other thing about, you know, days like this is that, you know, this just is so, you know, discouraging to, you know, uh, you know, the newer generation of, in, yeah. you know, investors. I mean, I guess if you're looking at the longer term, I mean, this is no, this is no V bottom. This is no COVID, you know, V bottom. We, we got a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things going on, a lot of different factors uh, affecting uh, this market. So uh, do you want to do, want to do some ticker time here or, I mean, not let analyst ratings <laughs> are going to make any difference, but uh, you know, let's, do we... uh, let's talk about the digital world news. Uh, there was a, uh news from DWAC out there. Uh, so Digital World, Truth Social, Donald Trump's media company up on the news that Google has approved the company's app for its store. I don't think it's up anymore, maybe, but who knows? Is it hanging in there? Uh, it's up. It's trading up a buck 16. Uh, I haven't heard much about uh, what's going on with this. I mean, you know, you if you, you know, have some confidence that this is uh Going to be coming through. I mean, you know where the floor is. The floor is ten bucks. Got a pop over eighteen. Got to eighteen and a quarter. Eighteen just kind of seems like a pesky level. Uh, you haven't. Uh, you hit eighteen the other day. Hit eighteen eleven. That was one day last week on Thursday, uh, but fell right back down. So uh, eighteen. Is your level the top of yesterday's range? Sixteen forty-eight. Just hit a low at oh six seventy-five, and uh, there we go. We're trying to bounce ten handles, but it seems like any of these bounces have not been over like ten or twelve handles since uh, they started to slam it. So we'll see if the bulls can uh, muster up some energy here. One chart that I was looking at that it seemed to me like some people were positioning to the upside because they have earnings next week was Netflix. And now it's starting to crack that support. I'm wondering if it gets back down to, you know, when they, you know, reported last time, uh, there was lows of 162. Still ways away from there, but looks like Netflix turning around. Yeah, that uh, that two fifty. If you're looking at uh, I mean, that's a ways away now, right? Uh, but that two fifty just was tough on the monthlies. Couldn't get through it. If if you're bullish, Netflix. If if you're bullish, anything uh, in this market have something that's still off its uh, its uh, June lows. Uh, just take a look at you know some kind of retracement here. Let me. Uh, it's kind of tight here to do it. You had a low. Uh, back in June of 162, uh, let's call it a 90-point move, so 45, maybe coming into the $200 area, 200, 205. Uh, so that that's quite a bit off the June low, and uh, figure out your 50% uh, retracement. So uh, Recap the number for me because I haven't even heard the number. Uh, that's, like that's literally there's so much carnage i can't even pay attention to anything that anybody has said in the last 24 minutes what was the number well the number year over year came in at 8.2 versus 8.1 estimate can't come prior out. was 8.3 so we only went down 0.1 and we um, came above expectations we couldn't come in hot I knew it was hot just from like the reaction. I was like, you don't even need to know the number. I was like, I didn't have yep. time to talk. 
luck, anything. I'm just trying to hit beds. And it was like a lot more challenging than last time. The algos are really fast this time. I mean, really, really fast. So stuff is just absolutely hammered. I'm depressed for my long-term portfolio, which is 45% cash. I'm just like, holy. I'm depressed for like the retail trader that is like going to throw in the towel after this one. Um, this is it's, why it's, I think... it's a sad day for markets. We can all be laughing and rah, rah, bear. Yeah, we're going lower. But this destroys so much. I mean, you know, like, like, you know, and obviously we live the markets. We're in the markets. But when you're in here and you're looking at this, you know, now we've taken out the lows. It's just like, you know, the retail trader, anybody that was buying stocks you know, for the first time in 2020 and 2021 after this, they're just like, I'm done. I'm done. Dennis, so I think that's lose a good so point, though. Traders. I think that's a point that you're making there. I think at least if you were looking for that moment for capitulation, Maybe. this could be that type. Because what Dennis just said there, traders letting go. Maybe. That's usually the moment when you see the flip, right? I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be today, but I don't have the guts. I'm starting to at least starting to see that the bulls are truly starting to let go. Once the bulls let go, we probably go down a couple more days, maybe a couple more weeks, but I think that's when you'll start getting the turn. How in the really need to see them let go? Can the Fed raise rates this quickly? And the inflation just doesn't even seem to go away at all. How is that possible? How long can it take? How well, backward looking is this data? I it's mean, just, it's also what they can do, right? They can make moderations to the demand side, but are they truly affecting inflation? They're just doing demand destruction. Yeah, but the demand destruction isn't happening, Mitch. I mean, That's we're not even truth. seeing it. I mean, where is the money coming from? Like, where is, you know, for, you would think, and I guess, you know, you're starting to see some earnings, you know, come off and some earnings warnings happening, but I don't know. I just look at this and just think, like, you had the hopes that maybe we could get a seven handle. I really did today, just like last, like last month, just like the month before that. It's like, <laughs> what are we raising rates for if we can't get inflation in check? You know what's going to equal? You know where we're going, Joel. If we can't, if we keep raising rates like this, and we can't Stag get inflation in check, where are we going? Stagflation. You know, stagflation. That's way worse than a recession. That's rising prices during a recession. Holy mackerel! That's, you know, the Fed did it by printing money relentlessly through everything. They were the printing press before COVID, and then they went crazy with it. And now you just cannot turn it back. I mean, I don't know what that means for stocks. I don't know what that means for, you know, Fed pivots. It means no Fed pivot for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, 75 is absolutely probably going to happen. You could probably look at updated, you know, yeah, odds there. Yeah, let's take there. a look at oh, those. Yeah. Bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Like, it's got to be like 100% on 75. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll pull I it up right now. Bring it up. up towards, um, towards a, this is towards not a, a soft landing. And, you know, to Richard's point in the chat, this is not going to be, oh, we might just tip into a recession. We are going to get hammered into a recession here eventually, like absolutely hammered because they're going to go, they're going to keep going and it eventually is going to hit all at once like a freight train, like boom, and there's going to be nobody buying anything. That's what's going to happen. Well, it's going to hit just boom. So, but I don't even know it. what to say. I mean, I don't know what to say. 
I wish I could just come on here and say, yeah, buy stocks and you'll be happy six months from now. Yeah, you haven't said that in a long time. I don't know if that's the case, Joel. No, How do you know? No. You don't know if that's the case. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, you. I mean, we were banking on something. You know, not banking. I, we were looking for something. It didn't come to fruition. You just gotta. You know, you just gotta rewrite your plan, right? And uh, and and move forward. Uh, you know, someone saying Jamie Diamond's not a dummy. I mean, he came out. You know, he see it. He sees what's going on with the, uh, uh, you know, in his own banking system. Uh, but is there anything, you know, besides the earning stocks, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm just looking at everything. Can you find anything that's, uh, they're just, it's just a sell fast, right? Oh yeah. Everything is good. Well, I, I, I got a up. couple. Could, what's that? <laughs> you use leverage bear side stocks. Cause some of the, the consumer staples the are holding up well. Some of the consumer staples are holding up well. You still got Delta green off the good earnings report. Obviously you still have some of the earnings stocks holding up, which, you know, and that's to be expected. I mean, stock's up 9%, market falls 2%. The stock, the report's going to three, fall 3 or 4 from where it was, but it's not going back to red. So, you know, those, those are to be expected. Good news for those companies that reported today and reported okay earnings because they might hold up a bet. Do they come in and buy the dip? Maybe, but you know what just happened? We were teetering. The Titanic analogy, we're teetering, bouncing along the 360 support. Oh, we get a rally. Oh, yeah, no, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And now, like, this is it, Rose. We're going down. And, I mean, we just took out support hard. Technicians oh, are all, like, going to be, like, the momentum traders are all going to be stopped out of everything. Well, the momentum traders probably were already, you know, stopped out of the, from that side. But, I mean, the momentum, momentum traders aren't coming in here to save the day. They're going to say, no. J.C. Peretz. J.C. Peretz is like, no, he's not buying any of this stuff. He might buy, you know, whatever's relatively strong, but he's not coming in here. And Christian Fromhertz uh... is not coming in here and saving the day. So you've got to like, you got work to do. Could you bounce back? Could you Gil Morales v bottom this, you know, this day and and get back to green? I just don't think so. I, it's so many money managers that are looking and going WTF, you know. Here we're raising rates, raising rates, raising rates, and we haven't seen uh, even a, a really any any improvement whatsoever in inflation. So there's going to be people calling for a Fed pivot now, no matter what. Because, you know, they're just going to give up somewhat, you know, to, you know, UK style, just throw in the towel, we ain't beating it, just stop raising rates. I mean, there's so many things to think about here, but it's just expected when you go to a store now that you're going to be paying more for products. How do you break that mentality? I mean, Pepsi passing it through, certain companies are passing it through, which absolutely sucks for the consumer. It absolutely sucks for the middle class and it's really hard on the lower class. It's really hard on those people. I I don't know how you're going to pay the bills making 30,000 a year now it's or 20,000 a year, you know, so it's, it's going to be tough. So yeah, I'm just sad for the overall markets here. Maybe we can bounce back, but I got to think even any type of a bounce back, is going to met with so many willing sellers. So many people who are buying at 360 thinking, okay, these lows are going to hold, get back to 355, 356. They're going to be selling We get back to 355, 356. Hell, I'm going to be selling. I'll try to bring myself up to 55% cash, right. maybe 60% cash. So I'm going to be using those rallies to sell as well. Maybe we can bounce. Maybe a lot of the news, bad news is priced in. We're trying to bounce here a little bit, guys, but it's ugly. All right. So we couldn't uh, deliver better news, but you know what? We got to be here through the thick and the thin. And uh, this, you know, this is what the market uh, 
this uh, market served up to us. So I'm going to go uh, comb the ditches and the charts over at Pre-Market Prep Plus, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later on. Great job today, Mitch, and uh, Dennis, uh, cheer up, man. Cheer up. It's a sad day for markets. I really want to be bullish. I really want to turn this thing around. And now you're like, it's your technical support. I mean, all the technicians are going to be ganging up on it. The only hope is Mitch's point. Maybe you get capitulation here today. Maybe this is like, I can't take it anymore and I'm selling and maybe you turn it around. It's a very important day for the market. Like last CPI report, there was no way they were turning that around. It's where we were though. Like we were kind of up into it. So we're at the lows going into it, really. I mean, besides the little BS rally that we had this morning, we're basically on the lows going into it. So that's a good thing. Maybe they can find a silver lining. Maybe this market can get some commentary from like, you know, a Buffett or some type of vote of confidence or something. Maybe these earnings aren't going to be that bad. We're going to get all the bank earnings tomorrow. I'm trying to find a reason for the market to rally. I'm really reaching here, but it's going to be tough. I'm going to go out on a limb today and at least uh, have a little bit more of a bright side outlook. 50% to 61.8, somewhere between there. I see why Jamie Dimon called that 320. You can see that 318 lines up with kind of uh, the perspective on the retracements. He's using probably some uh, DCF models, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Like always, Dennis, go do what you do best. Go trade, my friend. I'll go ahead and let the team know about a little ways how you guys can get outside of the craziness today. I will be releasing our premiere, of course, of the New York Stock Exchange with Jay Woods. Don't miss that. That's going to be at 1045, team. Of course, go do some trading. Go kind of try to make some money back, right, like always. But I want you guys to go ahead and stop thinking about the CPI. Stop thinking about the negative for a little bit. Come have some fun. That's what this video is truly all about. You know, sometimes we have a lot of education. Here, you'll get a lot more entertainment. Come check out our video of the New York Stock Exchange. Like always, right now, the public can't have access. So we did it for you right here. Ben Zinga, Chris Ketchy, and I with Jay Woods on the New York Stock Exchange floor. Don't miss it. I know that you guys will have fun and check it out. I'll give you guys a little sneak peek right here. I don't know if you saw. Above these pillars is a big statue. And uh, it's, you know, it's like this Greek statue that you see, like, you know, of Apollo, but it's actually called integrity. Um, And it's something that we don't take for granted when we walk through these pillars every day. Uh, You know, we have an old saying, your word is your bond. Uh, And that's how every handshake deal was done. And if you broke that word, guess what? You weren't going to be here very long. Uh, You know, you could not go back on your word. And uh, so the fact that integrity is over these pillars is, is very important to, to me and the people that work here. All right, team, don't miss that. Coming out at 1045. I promise you guys, you guys will have a fun time watching this. There's one thing that I can definitely say. There's not many times where I can watch myself for that long, but I can tell you right now, I even enjoyed watching this. You guys can see from the floor how it is on an FOMC meeting. I'll set the scene. So the Fed FOMC meeting is about to begin the meeting. You know, 
I start seeing the charts and I can see the volatility. I look around at the market makers and you can see it on their faces, the tension, the volatility and the pure emotions. You can still feel it on the floor. Go check it out, team. 1045. I'll see you there. Up next, we got live trading. Don't miss the action. If you guys want to see me do a little live trading before the New York Stock Exchange Tour, come join us. We have a live trading stream. Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and I are going to go ahead and get back into the market. I was, I've was i had a, a rough week, but Zunaid's been killing it in the options game. So maybe you're an options trader. You want to check it out. Or maybe you like equities. That's what I'm here. And for anybody that likes those micro caps, we got Lloyd Ryan. He covers it all. I'll see you guys on live trading coming up next. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.